This is IGN. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is IGN. Rune Factory 5 Review There's a disappointing trend going on right now with the classic trio of farm life sims. Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons, and now Rune Factory all having a rough time making the jump from handheld to console. Last year, Story of Seasons made the leap best, if imperfectly, while Harvest Moon's attempt around the same time was utterly mediocre. Rune Factory 5 has fallen somewhere in the middle, with the series' first dedicated Switch game largely clinging to the depth that has earned it praise in the past. Unfortunately, it can't manage to translate other elements like looking nice or running well in its move from Rune Factory 4's top-down perspective to a 3D world, leaving it in a fun but frequently frustrating spot. Rune Factory 5's abrupt opening sees a young amnesiac hero dropped via portal just outside the backwater town of Rigbarth, where a community service-oriented organization called Seed takes them in as the newest ranger basically a scout crossed with a monster cop. As a seed ranger, the protagonist can tend a massive farm and grow tons of different crops, capture and raise a wide array of wild monsters for resources and combat assistance, run various errands for the villagers, or fight off monsters that threaten the town. Their community service quickly takes a cheesy, if enjoyable, turn into a winding mystery involving powerful creatures, more folks turning up with amnesia, dragons, and plenty more pleasantly extra anime protagonist fluff. The story itself is surprisingly meaty, kept fresh across numerous excursions into monster-infested wilds by a decent amount of variety in its biomes, including a prehistoric volcano, ice caverns, and a dope ghost town, and enemy types, ranging from cute little sheep-like dudes to heinous teleporting Grim Reaper guys. Just when I thought I'd explored everything there was to see, I'd be sent into another dungeon I didn't know existed, or back into an old dungeon to delve into an entirely new set of caves. Always with enough updates to avoid being a reskin of the upper levels I had already moved on from. As usual for Rune Factory, you can befriend your neighbors and progress their individual storylines through conversations, cutscenes, and gifts, some of whom you can eventually marry and have a child with. The roster of 12 bachelors and bachelorettes in Rune Factory 5 is pleasingly varied with great art design and with plenty of variety in personality types, though almost all of the options are on the younger end of adulthood, with the only more mature options being the Lupine Murakumo and the Succubus Ludmilla. 
Every romanceable character has numerous story events you can unlock and participate in as your affections grow, and unlike other games with similar features, Rune Factory 5 has helpful map icons to ensure you know exactly where to find them once they're available. Even the folks in town you can't marry are interesting enough, and worth taking the time to chat with and befriend. One way to befriend them is through the tasks board outside of Seed Headquarters, where townspeople will offer rewards in return for various tasks being done. A sizable chunk of these jobs are glorified tutorials, steadily guiding you through Rune Factory 5's numerous farming, crafting, and combat intricacies and offering rewards for figuring them out. It's an imperfect way to teach you the basics, as the slow pacing of these quests meant I had often mastered a system well before it was introduced via side quest or wasn't shown a helpful system until much later on because I was stuck on an earlier task. But because Rune Factory 5 is so wonderfully open-ended and unconcerned with time constraints, these pacing blips didn't matter much in the long run. To Rune Factory's credit, you can either beeline your way through the main story and finish it in about 35 hours, or take it at a slower pace alongside the rest of its activities and extend it out much, much longer. That said, one odd story quirk pushed me more toward the former approach where I would have preferred the latter. An event about one-third of the way into the story takes away a key power from the main character. One tied to everything from monster catching to raising one's rank within the seed organization to collecting certain useful items. You don't get this power back until you've completed about 5-10 to 10 more hours of dungeons and story events though that time stretches even longer if you're busy farming, crafting, or hanging out with your neighbors instead of dashing your way through mainline quests. It's a weird choice that forced me to play Rune Factory 5 in a much more story-focused way than I would have otherwise, just so I could get back to filling all my empty barns with woolies again. That story speed run I went through was primarily disappointing, because Rune Factory 5's farming, crafting, and relationship systems are so broad that I always had more I wanted to do outside of the main plot. As usual for Rune Factory, time in-game progresses through six-day weeks, four per season, with built-in time of day, weather, and seasons impacting how your crops grow, what your neighbors are doing, what events can occur, and more. Central to Rune Factory 5 is the farm, which you can clear of debris, till, sow, water, and harvest at your leisure. Crops grow fast and are not confined to seasons, so you can grow whatever, whenever, and will unlock new crops over time through certain side quests. But while it's easy to grow crops at all, there's a surprising amount of depth to growing crops well. Factors like seasons, how much you're using the same patch of soil, how you're harvesting seeds, and so much more impact your crop yield and quality. Having the flexibility to ignore it all if you want or spend hours trying to get the most perfect green peppers you can grow makes the whole system spring with life. Closely tied to farming is Rune Factory 5's robust crafting system. In fact, crafting is at the heart of everything in Rune Factory 5. It leads to stronger weapons and armor for dungeon crawls, better farming tools, higher quality meals cooked from farmed crops that you can sell or give to neighbors, and so much more. Rune Factory 5 does overdo it a little in the sheer chaos of how many unique crafting tables you need sitting around to make everything you want, and learning new recipes is unfortunately dependent on some level of luck, as you learn a few random recipes each time you consume a recipe bread item for a given trade. But as with farming, you're free to engage with crafting minimally if you just want to get the things you need for the specific trade you're interested in. You can acquire almost anything you would craft, admittedly with some more luck, by simply running around and hitting enemies for long enough, or as gifts from your neighbors. 
or you can dive in head first and try to master every single recipe. I love cooking in video games, and while Rune Factory 5's crafting system required me to set up something like five different tables for all my different culinary endeavors, I had a great time chasing down new recipes and puzzling out how to make them. Like its other crafting systems, cooking in Rune Factory 5 consumes rune power, of which you have a limited amount each day, though you can restore or increase it through various methods. You can use a recipe to cook something for a small amount of rune power, or you can experiment with different ingredients and try to discover something on your own for a much larger amount. Even if it wasn't always advantageous to do so, I really enjoyed trying to learn the rules of Rune Factory 5's cooking so I could more effectively experiment. For instance, using the cutting board on most kinds of fish would result in a new sashimi recipe, and the blender with different fruits or veggies would net me some type of drink or smoothie. It's also a great moneymaker, too. With a single daily egg and milk from two monsters in my barn, I could make a fancy omelet to sell or give away to someone I loved. Essentially, if I really wanted to, I could have played through the majority of Rune Factory 5 just as a chef and ignored 90% of everything else. And that's part of what makes it fun. One small detail that unexpectedly stands out is the writing in Rune Factory 5's item descriptions. Almost every item has a funny blurb explaining what it is and does, and almost all of these are not only helpful, but also entertaining. Things like the Safety Lance's punny reference to the song Safety Dance in its description, or the blunt explanation that Spider's Thread apparently comes from a spider's butt. These clever lines are a little touch that frequently made me chuckle, and are especially impressive given the sheer volume of items I was able to find and craft. Alongside farming and crafting, the other central pillar of Rune Factory 5 is its combat, which has a surprisingly wide array of weapon options, from short swords to fists to magic staves. Spells and physical weapon skills to customize your loadout with. Like farming, Rune Factory 5's combat is something you can engage with a little or a lot depending on your interests. You can focus heavily on weapon types and upgrades via crafting, stats, and skills to truly hone your technique, or you can grind and button mash your way through everything on a lower difficulty, and no one will blink at you for it. It's a great system on paper, but both combat and farming can be massively frustrating due to just how bad Rune Factory 5 feels to play. Simply put, Rune Factory 5 runs terribly on Switch. The controls are slippery and imprecise, an issue exacerbated further when playing docked, where significant input lag causes actions to take longer than you'd expect. That often made me overshoot the plot of ground I was trying to water, the spot I wanted to place a piece of furniture, or the monster I was trying to whack with my sword. That technical jankiness is especially frustrating during combat, with input lag making it challenging to dodge enemy attacks, and the slippery controls making movement awkward and chaotic. Because Rune Factory 5 gives you so much freedom and so many options to grind against enemies and get better weapons, I was fortunately never stuck in a situation where bad controls made a fight impossible even on hard mode, but they did make what could have been one of the main draws of Rune Factory significantly less fun. Rune Factory 5 is also alarmingly sensitive to stick drift, something I experienced surprisingly frequently even when using the generally more resilient Pro Controller. These issues are not limited to movement either, as Rune Factory 5 has aesthetic problems too. While not the first 3D Rune Factory game, the jump from top-down to third-person was a rocky one here leaving Rune Factory 5 lacking in much of the charm and detail that the worlds of its 2D predecessors were praised for, including Rune Factory 4 Special on Switch. The character design remains stellar, especially their dialogue portraits and the animated introductions for bachelors and bachelorettes. 
But the world itself is full of flat textures and long stretches of bland, empty space. The town of Rigbarth and its surrounding countryside feel big and empty for no reason, with objects suddenly popping in regularly and frequent frame rate issues whenever there are a few too many things on screen at once. And sure, when I play a sim like Rune Factory, I can still enjoy it without stellar technical prowess or cutting-edge graphics. But with a 10-year gap between games, I was hoping Rune Factory 5 would try to be something a little more impressive than Rune Factory 4, but clunkier. Rune Factory 5 has much of the mechanical depth that made its predecessor so enjoyable, but none of the improvements one would expect from a leap to a new, more powerful platform. Its farming, crafting, combat, and relationship systems remain varied and nuanced, satisfying enough to keep me hooked as someone who loves the soothing nature of farming in life sims. But I'm disappointed that yet another game in this genre has created an empty, technically janky 3D world, especially when the studio behind it clearly has such excellent art chops, demonstrated in the occasional animated cutscenes and character portraits. Its bad performance didn't necessarily stop me from enjoying the 45-plus hours I dumped into it, but it did make that time far more frustrating. And it's a shame Rune Factory wasn't able to make a grander statement in its dedicated Switch debut. Spoken Layer For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.